0: I had to start with that one uh, Welcome back guys uh, It's been a while uh, Thank you for stopping by This is uh, Football's Law 18 Adam Alfie with you I am back in New York What a song um, What a World Cup What 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 a couple of weeks man uh, it, It's been quite It's been quite remarkable um, God a lot of things have happened uh, Been to Russia Came back Uh you know, uh, just just witnessing a lot of amazing, amazing things. By far, I have to admit that this is the best World Cup I have ever experienced in my life. It, it is by far just just blows everything away. Unbelievable. It, it, just imagine, Im- imagine, just just you know the thought process of the big dogs just being out early. I mean, I mean, Germany. Who would have thought Germany uh, out? Uh, Brazil today out, uh, you know, France, I mean, France and Uruguay, somebody had to go out, right? But just, just France showing some dominance at some points. And I, I can't even say that Uruguay w- wasn't, wasn't lucky or, or any of that sort. France a hundred percent deserved that win. Uh, we'll get into that game because I, I just There are a lot of things, little details in that game that were just fantastic and phenomenal um Egypt uh it you know that hurts a little bit uh I have some stories about that um what else oh I mean the World Cup has just been a whirlwind of of amazingness right and here we are uh tomorrow is the other side of the quarterfinal uh we'll go over those games uh in and just in time basically because I'm gonna go watch that game with uh, a few of my English friends um, in, in the spot in New Jersey. and Maybe I'll record a segment there or something, or a little bit of bits and pieces with them, um, and put some fan reaction uh, before, during, and after the game. Um, but it's just, just, honestly, it's it's been one of the best, if not the best World Cup that I've ever witnessed in my life. Uh, and, and I'm not saying this because I was part of it. I'm not saying this because I got there Um but, but in general, the, the football has, has been remarkable. Uh, the, the, the heart that some of the teams have shown have been remarkable. Uh, and here we are. Uh, you know, there were eight teams, two from South America, six from Europe. And now we have six teams with uh, four going tomorrow. Um, and this has turned into a mini Euro, uh, basically, uh, with the six teams being European and, and just guaranteeing that, Basically, the top four is going to be European at this point. Uh, we'll come with uh, predictions. Uh, we'll come with uh, stories and a lot of uh, a lot of weird things that also happened. Uh, can't forget about Neymar rolling on the floor. Um, you know, can't forget about Cavani missing the game because of uh, an injury. Uh, that was that was a little bit upsetting because I honestly thought that he was starting to really find his stride. This is the World Cup that he starts scoring in, right? and uh, and he goes down like that colombia going down to england uh what an ending that game was uh speaking of endings belgium japan oh my goodness uh you want to talk about a mix of emotions uh that that had the whole the whole thing right there the whole shebang so my goodness yeah i'm exhausted just thinking about it because of the excitement what can i tell you we'll start with um we'll start with uh, my trip to Russia, um, I, I had the pleasure of going there to St. Petersburg, and it was a gorgeous city, gorgeous city. Uh, the architecture, how old it was, was fantastic, but I'm, I'm not here to wax poetic about the architecture. Let's talk about the football. Uh, let's talk about the beauty of what is the World Cup when you're at a city like St. Petersburg, and it's just a mix of fans. Uh, the, you know be, Right before we got there... Um, we had, uh, Morocco versus Iran, uh, in St. Petersburg. So we got the tail end of the fans, the Moroccan fans and the Iranian fans, uh, being there and just how colorful that was. And then, um, you know, it was the Egyptian fans coming in and then obviously, you know, Russian fans there and towards the tail end while we were leaving, you know, Brazilian fans started coming in because Brazil, uh, was playing there as well, uh, think the next day like after i left uh it's just it's a really amazing the, to 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 vi- to visually see all these fans from different nations around the world really just just be there in the moment and 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 just soak up the experience of what it is to be in the world cup it was fantastic um when it comes to the football end of it uh egypt uh egypt was a bit disappointing um and it's disappointing simply because if you think about it, you're at the World Cup, right? So you should should really, as a fan, you're expecting that the the nation that you're going to support is going to be uh, there, and it's not just the presence. Um, I'd like to think that Egypt is a bigger uh, footballing nation than a Panama, uh, as an example, Um, or even a Peru. Um, And for Egypt to go out and crash out with zero points uh, and the way they crashed out, uh, there were a lot of circumstances really that, that, that played into that. Uh, the Uruguay match um, that Egypt lost uh, was a little bit of a, a, a tough loss. Um, and I'm not saying that Egypt played well during Uruguay, but they put themselves in a position to grab a point from what back then was uh, the, 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 the full-on group favorites in Uruguay. Uh, and to go down in the last minute like that in the injury time, which, it, it hurt. Uh, but there were a lot of hopes after that. Um, I think that a lot of people, including myself, underestimated Russia and um, what they can do. Uh, I, I have my doubts. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily say that I definitely think that Russia is doping. Um, but what was obvious to me in in, in the... Um, in the, in the, in the second round, the round of 16 game against Spain, um, you know, Spain is known to be able to break down teams physically uh, with the way they play. Um, And, and no matter who they're playing, usually both teams at the end of the game or towards the end of the game are exhausted. Um, And they're exhausted because just the way that, uh, the Spanish national team and Spanish football in general move the ball around a lot. Uh, it requires a lot of chasing and it requires a lot of movement and it requires a lot of coverages. And there's a lot of ins and out runs uh, from the Spanish team um, that they were, you know, putting together uh, in front of the Russians. And just towards, even towards the end, the Russians just didn't seem like they were getting tired. Uh, and if there's doping, then that's sad. But there, if there isn't, and that's their fitness level, then, then, you know, kudos to them, honestly. Um, overall, though, I think that a lot of people underestimated the Russian national team, um, b- simply because in the last couple of years, they really didn't play anybody. They, they, they didn't have any meaningful games. They've qualified already. Um, I think that, to an extent, that should change. I, I don't think that's really good for football, especially for the host nation, uh, to to spend two, three years of meaningless uh, football um, which really makes you think, you know, how's Qatar gonna manage, right? Um, nevertheless, they showed up, they showed up big, they beat Egypt three uh, one. I was at the game. and um, and it was kind of disappointing. Uh, it, it was disappointing because not because necessarily we lost. obviously everybody's upset because because you, you your team loses, you're gonna be upset. I think it's the nature of, of how we lost. Uh, the fact that, you know, we were playing Russia uh, head-to-head and, and, and the first half ended nil-nil. And, you know, as a fan, I, I really thought that we were in the game. You know, the last two, three minutes of the first half, we were pressuring, we were pushing, we were trying to get that goal. Uh, obviously, Salah was was hurt. Uh, I, I wasn't really a proponent of him playing unless he was 100%, and it was obvious that he wasn't 100%. Uh, we wouldn't go into 50, 50 tackles. There were were a lot of situations and instances where you looked at the situation. You're like, okay, you're definitely not a hundred percent. I don't understand why you're on the field. Um, but Egypt didn't take their chances in the first half and, uh, the own goal that they, uh, that they scored, uh, to give, uh, the Russians, uh, the one, nothing lead, um, was a little bit strange in nature. Um, I, I think there was a push. I think there were issues with VAR in that game. Um which I'll actually also get into in a little bit um but I think that I think that Egypt basically got a little bit discouraged and for a 10 minute period fell asleep and the Russians punished Egypt very swiftly with two goals and at that point you're down three nothing with about 20 minutes to go game's over uh it, 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 come back schlumbeck, it doesn't matter it, it game's over <sighs> Salah gets a goal, um, more of a more of a, a pick me up, and um, and that was it. That was that was really the tournament, and uh, it was quite disappointing at that point. It was quite disappointing to to be around uh, around that environment. Uh, I can tell you that when we went back to the to the team hotel, it was uh, it was like a funeral. It was like somebody died, uh, simply because the hype was too much. Uh, Egypt qualified for the first time after 28 years. I think that people started putting unreasonable expectations due to the draw. Uh, when you land in a group with Saudi Arabia, uh, and Russia, um, when Russia was basically statistically at its weakest, you start, you know, developing some hopes and dreams that you can produce something and get out of the group. Um, We underestimated Russia, and that bit us in the behind. Um, And we underestimated Saudi Arabia. I I don't care what your ranking is. Uh, Most of the time, if you're going to underestimate a national team, uh, and with the exception of maybe a handful of nations around the world, any nation is going to punish you if you underestimate them. And that's what happened. We got punished by Saudi Arabia. Um, The best thing that came out of that is a al-Hadari, Uh, setting the world record for the oldest uh, goalkeeper to play in a World Cup or the oldest player in general to play in the World Cup, the oldest person, uh, the oldest captain to captain a team in the World Cup. Um, And he saved the penalty. Uh, Power to him. That guy, um, I know him personally. Uh, I have pictures with him. I have his signature many, many times. He hails from the same section of my family uh, heritage back back in the day in Egypt. Uh, the guy is, is a physical phenomenon, uh, for somebody his age, uh, to, uh, in the mid mid forties, basically to be able to play in a world cup, keep up and, uh, perform the way he did. It's, it's nothing short of a miracle and it's nothing short of something that should be admired, uh, and trying to be emulated by people. Um, and, and that's probably the best glimmer that came out of the Egypt, um, campaign going home with zero points wasn't really anything big uh, to to write home about. Let's put it this way. Um, That was my personal experience with the World Cup. Um, Moving on, basically, uh, you get into the knockout stages, uh, and my lord, you have some big names that will just go home. Um, But you knew, basically, that somebody was going to go home, right? That was big. Uh, I think that... uh, uh, having germany go home uh early from the group stage was something that was completely and utterly unexpected uh and it was very very surprising to many many people um so you had one big uh footballing nation go out early um and then the knockout stages obviously produces some some surprises too but if you think about it once you get to the knockout stages and I'll specifically hide a, highlight a team that's also playing tomorrow. And and, and that's why uh, it kind of scares me a little bit when, uh, when English fans are a little bit uh, hyped up for that game. Uh, but if you look at the knockout stages and the games that were played, uh, France and Argentina was uh, a, a, a lull, basically, until Argentina made a game of it at the end. Uh, France knocks out Argentina 4-3, uh, and Messi goes home. The next game, you have Uruguay versus Portugal. Uh, and that was theoretically a, re- a good game. I liked watching that game. I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. But Uruguay wins 2 1. Portugal goes home. Goodbye, Ronaldo. Um, the game after that, uh, you had Spain play against Russia. Um, this is where, you know, I, I, I had some questions regarding um, the fitness uh, of the Russians and, and how they were able to just keep going and going and not stop and not feel like they're retired. Nevertheless, um, one, one against Spain. And then they beat them in penalties. Spain is gone. Um, the next game after that was Croatia versus Denmark one, one also on penalties. Croatia goes through Brazil, Mexico was another game that was marred by Neymar diving. Uh, and, and, and I think, I think that, uh, Neymar, I want to take a minute to talk about Neymar diving. Uh, I, I want to say this um, once and for all. Neymar is a talent. Um, he's he's been a talent since since he was very young. Uh, he's been a talent since he was playing in Brazil, and everybody knew that. Uh, what he started doing now is something that I think is disgrace, disgraceful to the game and disgraceful to himself. Uh, if he focuses on playing football as opposed to keep diving, um, he, he'll he'll go far in life. Uh, but I think that he is um mentally not as strong as um the greats that came out of uh brazil like you know the the original ronaldo uh rivaldo uh roberto carlos um uh, um just just i i think that i think that he lacks that mental strength uh that brazil was known for um i think that he's a little bit coddled i think that um He's a little bit of a prima madonna that thinks too much of himself, and I think it's hurting his image because I really think that uh, if he focuses on just playing football and uh, not trying to uh, weasel his way to win, um, he'll get far. He'll get a lot farther, and I know what his ultimate goal is. His ultimate goal is he wants to win that uh, Ballon d'Or, uh, but he's not going to do it with the way he's doing it now. Nevertheless, let's keep going. Brazil beats Mexico 2-0, goes through. Then you have the Belgium-Japan game uh, in one of the best last 15-20 minutes of football you'll see uh, in a very long time. Japan goes up 2-0, and all of a sudden, I'm even tweeting at that point what's going on. Uh, What's up with this World Cup? It's just amazing. And then what could be better than a comeback from 2-0? Uh, from an entertainment value standpoint. And I do feel for Japan. My God, I feel bad for Japan. To lose the way they lost in the last minute, and how many goals have been scored in the last minute, by the way, in this tournament. But to lose in the last minute the way they did uh, to, to to Belgium, uh, it's just nothing short of outstanding. Uh, it's just, it was something really to, to marvel and watch. Uh, it, was, it was more of a, a mixture of a collapse and a resurgence from both ends. And Belgium wins... 3-2 uh, in a thrilling, thrilling comeback uh, to make it through to the quarterfinals. Sweden beats Switzerland 1-0 in a, what I thought it was a snooze fest, uh, And then England versus Colombia. The mixture of emotions there was high too. Uh, as, as somebody who also uh, supports England heavily, uh, the mixture of emotions of we're winning, fantastic, we're about to go through, to oh god, they tied it, to... Oh, we're going into extra time. Why are England playing so defensive in extra time? Looks like they don't even want to win the game. What's going on to, oh, the dreaded penalties. I guess the ghost of the German penalties uh, is up again to winning in penalties uh, for the first time in a major tournament for England, which is something remarkable as well. Uh, That was thrilling. And then you get to the quarterfinals. My goodness. Uruguay-France was a great game yesterday. uh, Uh, Just just thrilling. France is uh, powerful. France is very um, well-stacked. Pace, Uh, they're just overall a very balanced team, and and it showed. It showed today big time. Uh, They beat Uruguay 2-0. And then Brazil-Belgium was another thrilling game. If you did not watch that, you really missed something. Uh, Brazil goes down to an own goal and then uh, Belgium take advantage of the situation very quickly and score another one uh, and they're up 2-0 going into the halftime and I predicted at that point that Brazil was going to collapse but they came out and they tried to toughen it up and they pushed and pushed and pushed eventually they got one but they lost 2-1 they Lost, I think, in my opinion, because uh, of the fact that they had a lot of opportunities that they did not convert. They had a lot of opportunities that they missed, open netters, sitters, that they just did not convert. And when you get to the stage of the World Cup, forget even making it to the quarterfinal. If you do not take advantage of the, the, the situations that you are presented with opportunities to score you're going to lose. And that's exactly what happened to Brazil today. Which leads me to the next two games. Tomorrow at ten o'clock, Sweden plays England in the quarter final. And I'm supporting England. I do think that they're going to make it past Sweden. I'm predicting that they're going to beat Sweden and I'm predicting that Croatia in the game after is going to beat Russia. But I wanna I wanna send out a message to 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 all England fans uh, that are really, really behind the team uh, and, and and that are trying to to push that team to, to the farthest they can. They're a good team. But I really think that at this point, they've reached their goal. They've reached the quarterfinals. Uh, and I think that at this point, they're playing with house money. And I think that uh, if they do beat Sweden tomorrow, which I am predicting that they will, um, and they make it to the semifinal, I really think that the pressure is off them now, and that's what's going to make them dangerous. Um, because while I do think that they can and will be beat Sweden, I also think that they can and will beat uh, either Russia and Croatia, or not necessarily will be, but they definitely do have the opportunity to beat Russia and Croatia. Don't underestimate the hosts, and obviously don't underestimate Croatia, who's been, in a very quiet way, have been having a, a fantastic tournament on their end. But I do think that Uh, either Belgium or France on the other end, are on paper and and, and on the field a better team than England. Uh, But football is a funny sport. Anybody could beat anybody at any time. So um, I do think that this is the game that is the challenge for England, uh, which is tomorrow against Sweden. I do think that England uh, have the opportunity to make the semifinal, and I think they will. Uh, But from there on, uh, it's all gravy. Uh, I think that they should be hailed. I think that they should be um, really looked after. Uh, because if this team of young, hungry players can make the World Cup uh, and make it far in the World Cup and hopefully make this, the semi final of the World Cup, I, I would be watching them uh, going into Qatar and going into the next Euros. Uh, and not necessarily from an expectation, because you don't want to build up a team that's trying to build something. But... Look at if you look at how the English youth teams did in the Youth World Cup and the Euros, um, and, and, and how young they are now. Just understand that the, the English football future is very, very, very bright and they really should be nourished. And, and I think that the Premier League and the FA should really be doing a lot more than they are now. Uh, to to nourish that talent, if England are gonna end up becoming a powerhouse, uh, I think in the next uh, uh, four to six years. So that's my opinion on that. Um, otherwise, uh, I want to touch really quick on VAR. Um, I'm I am a fan of VAR, uh, but I I do see some issues with it being that the referee is still making the final decision at the end of the day, and and that kind of takes away from. The, the, the effectiveness of the VAR, because no matter how much technology you add to the game to try to improve it, if it's still going to be managed by a human being, mistakes are still going to be made. Uh, I do think that VAR overall, in my opinion, has uh, improved the game, uh, has gotten most of the call right, calls right, but I do think that um, inadvertently what it ha- also has done is... It has exposed uh, uh, a lot of the inconsistencies in refereeing that we have in football these days, um, as to you know what is a PK, what is not a PK. Um, I know saying PK, Tom McDermott is probably going to knock me a couple of bits on that. Nevertheless, uh, I do think that inconsistencies in the calls specifically um, have arose, and 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 it's a little bit of pro- it's a little bit of a problem. Uh, for me, especially that I used to referee uh, on somewhat of a professional level, and and and, and, and I refereed high-level games. Uh, and the biggest issue that I've always had while I was also playing at a high level, and while I was refereeing, is the inability for the referee to be consistent across the board on the calls, um, even within the same game. Forget you know trying to make one call the one way and in, in in one game, and then another way in another. I'm talking about in the game itself uh, inconsistencies. Uh, of calling uh, or making the same call uh, on s- very similar situations is very frustrating for a player, and it was frustrating for me as a referee when I also even was an assistant referee and I had uh, the center referee making inconsistent calls. With that, I leave you um, and I say goodbye. Uh, sorry for the wait, but I figured uh, I figured I'd be back uh, with a better story than just uh, than just a quick update on 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 games and such. Um, it's been a pleasure, uh, being back here again, uh, tomorrow I will be watching the England game, um, with, uh, a good, good friend of mine, a couple of friends of mine, actually, uh, uh at, at a really good spot in New Jersey. Uh, and I'll try to record some before, during, and after reactions, uh, just to get that, just to get that atmosphere going, basically. Uh, and I'll post it probably tomorrow night. I appreciate you guys being back. Um, and all the best and I'll talk to you tomorrow have a good night